Hi, I'm Brad Blaylock. And I'm Brad McKeon, and welcome to The Brad Report. Warning, the Brad Report contains spoilers. This episode is brought to you by Sorcerers, Wizards Without a Hat. The Brad Report can be found on Apple, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Anchor, and Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars only. Make sure you subscribe so you can get all of our upcoming episodes uh, from the Marvel Universe that we're doing. We're supposed to be doing Zack Snyder's Justice League. We're a little bit delayed, but we're going to be doing it. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Brad Report. Now, last week, we discussed the beginning of Phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with Captain America's Civil War. And despite our disagreements, Brad and I have decided to continue with the podcast. (laughs) And this week, we'll be belly flopping into Doctor Strange. So, kicking it off with the summary is myself. Dr. Stephen Strange's life changes after a car accident robs him of the use of his hands. When traditional medicine fails him, he looks for healing and hope in a mysterious enclave. He quickly learns that the enclave is at the front line of a battle against unseen dark forces bent on destroying reality. Before long, Strange is forced to choose between his life of fortune and status or leave it all behind to defend the world as the most powerful sorcerer in existence. Pretty good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So do you want to lead off with our themes? Uh, sure. Uh, I think the first theme is just the theme of redemption. When we meet Dr. Strange, he is a talented but arrogant neurosurgeon who is very successful, very rich. Um, but he clearly thinks of himself as better than others and more important than others. And by the end of the movie, we see not just like the development of his, his superpowers, but the development of his character as well. This person is willing to, um, as Cap would say, lay down the, the wire and let people walk over it. Yeah. Yeah, I had, so kind of before the redemption, I had pride and ego mm. as a theme. Especially you see that throughout him as he's, you know, incredibly well accomplished. He's a, a celebrity surgeon, doctor. Yeah. He's he has a photographic memory. There's one part where he talks about getting his MD and PhD at the same time, and he it just ex, that exudes itself over throughout the movie, and also the pride of Caecilius and uh, the pride of the the ancient one in, in certain aspects of the things that she's keeping from everybody and the power that she's using that she forbids other people to use. Mm. And yeah, and so I think one of the interesting things is the pride and the ego is that when they first bring uh, Doctor Strange into uh, Carmartage, is that they say that he reminds him, him a lot of Caecilius. Right. And so I think they're trying to draw a very intentionally draw a parallel between these characters of this is what Strange could become if he's not careful. Hmm. So that was my first theme. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I think the comparison between him and Caecilius is really good. Um, how the Ancient One 
you know, she, she who is trained, she's trained everybody. And like you said, she's been dabbling in powers that she is forbidden. Um, but because of that, she's been able to train everyone, every sorcerer. And so when she says that you are like this student that I've had before that was so powerful and or you know, ended up being horrible, it's a real, it's a real threat. And this is like a pretty common trope in Oh, in for sure. Stories, right? You think of like uh, Ray and um and, and, Kylo. and Kylo. It's like I've when, only seen this power once. Right. Before. When she asked Luke to train him and she and Luke is like you remind me of another student. Uh-huh. It's just as strong, you know. And there's countless other yeah um, examples of that. But that's good. I think one one thing in this movie is inner strength being more valuable than exterior strength, right? So we see Doctor Strange. He the big thing with him is you know he loses his hands or not literally he loses function of his hands. Nerve damage. Ner- yeah, extreme nerve damage. He can barely move them. He definitely can't do surgery anymore. And eventually he does get get back use of his hands, but it is really because he finds this this inner strength, this um, I forget the exact language they used in the in the movie, but he he aligns himself mm-hmm. in, inwardly and that enables him to redevelop the the use and the strength of his hand and and to fight and to learn how to how to be a wizard. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Sorcerer. Sorcerer. Yeah. A wizard without a hat. Right. <laughs> um, I think uh, another theme that I have are, is the the laws of nature. This is something that Mordo brings up a lot and he harps on mm. is that there are certain rules and laws that they're supposed to follow and they're supposed to be in step with. And then when they break those there, there are consequences. You know, he says the bill comes due always. Right. And that's what we see with Caecilius. And at the end of the movie is what he's accusing strange and strange of Dr. Strange. And what, uh, Mamu is accusing him of, right? Mordo. Mordo. Sorry. Mordo. Mordo. Yeah. And so (laughs) he says, I don't care if we won, but you know, right. We're going to face the consequences of this and it's not going to be good. Like I can't, I can't follow this. And so he talks about the laws of nature and which is interesting because like teleportation, these shields, these lightning light whips and magic seem to break and bend the laws of nature as it is, or as we know it to be, you know, in this reality and not the movie world. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think one Maybe, maybe it's not a theme necessarily, but one good lesson that Strange learns is learning how to listen in order to understand as opposed to listening so that you can respond. Yeah. You think about just who he was before, you know, after, you know, as a, sur- as a surgeon and then even after direct for a little bit. He, he never listened in order to understand what people were saying. It was only to respond. Then you think of his first conversation with the, the ancient one. Mm-hmm. Right? He kept listening to what she was saying but not really intaking it but he kept listening and then um putting back back out there and this kind of like okay so this means i can do this to get that and then she eventually puts him in his place pretty quickly and ultimately he learned his lesson yeah yeah i had that that was kind of ties into my last theme as well i had knowledge and learning Mm. because he he's you know he talks about getting his md and phd he's (laughs) he's obviously super smart and he studied a long time and even 
as he's going going through their uh, school monastery monkhood thing, you see that he's he's extremely smart and he advances very quickly through their ranks from the white robe to the red robe to the blue robe. And they talk about how he, you know, he's learning all this stuff that's too advanced for him. But when it comes to, you know, knowledge, he's, he's really good at intaking it, but like the wisdom of that, he finally learns when in the ancient ones death scene of like, Hey, this isn't about you. Stop being selfish. Um, that is something that, that takes more time and is harder for him to, to really, like you said, receive and listen to, to understand instead of listening to respond. Mm. So yeah, that's good. Those are my themes. I don't have any more, so we can go ahead and head on, head on to something next if you want to. Okay, great. All right. So let's talk about the, so this is the opening of Marvel magic and Uh, magic systems, which uh, hopefully our listeners won't find too tedious, but you know, there are certain uh, certain types of magic systems in literature. There's uh, there's hard magic systems. There's soft magic systems, Mm -hmm. kind of like hard and soft science where it says, Oh, well, how does hyperspace work in star Wars? Well, it works because it works right. You don't have to explain the science of it, any of that sort of things where there are other movies like The Martian, you know, that's based in reality, that's a a hard science system. Mm -hmm. So the same with magic is there's sort of explanations for it, but there are no incantations. You just see them doing things with their hands and focusing, and it's just supposed to work because it works. Mm. So. Yeah, it's... So magic in the the MCU is interesting, and, and you're right. This does kind of set the tone for magic in the MCU. Uh, we got a little bit of it in Thor, but they kind of write it off as more sciency, right? They explain yeah. the the frost, the rainbow frost bridge as a um, uh, like a black hole or something. I can't remember exactly what they said, but they explain it away as, as, as science. Whereas this is more pure, purely just magic. Um, have you ever read? or looked at uh, Brandon Sanderson's Laws of Magic? I have not. I'm sure they're pretty extensive. Well, there's only three. Oh, so well, great. <laughs> so Brandon Sanderson, if you don't know, listener, is probably the best modern fantasy writer, at least in terms of living. Well, living. He gets his books done. I think he's the best fantasy writer uh, living. He, he definitely knows... He's definitely the best at creating comprehensive worlds right now. Yeah. Um, you could say George R. R. Martin, but he has not finished his series. So he does not count. Yeah. 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 We're not going to get into Martin. Okay. His writing ability or, or lack thereof. Um, but Sanderson is, Sanderson has three laws to magic. The first one is an author's ability to solve conflict with magic is directly proportional to how well the reader understands said magic. Meaning, magic can and only should be used as a as a plot solving device if it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. So you shouldn't have any of what they call deus ex machinas or just 
magic just pops up and saves the day. Somebody finds a new power that you didn't never knew existed, right? Yeah. Magic needs to make sense according to the rules that you've set. Now, the rules can be silly. They can be whatever. Um, but once you set the rules, you kind of have to – need things that fall need to make sense. Law number two is limitations are greater than power. Mm-hmm. The limitations of a magic system are more interesting than its capabilities. What magic can't do is more interesting than what it can do. I think is an interesting law that the MCU doesn't. I think that's the one the MCU doesn't really enjoy. Well, they basically they put no limits. Right. It's just whatever you uh-huh. can think of. Well, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, okay. So law number three is expand on what you already know before you add something new. And then his zeroth law, he says, is err on the side of awesome. When things are in doubt or a little gray. Always go with what is more awesome. I like that. Those are Sanderson's laws of magic. So in this system, they establish a couple of things early on in this system with Doctor Strange. The, one, the first thing they establish is that more powerful magic or more serious magic has to be connected with an object or an artifact. You that, can't just do it. Yeah. So they it would tear you apart. Right. Mordo says. So the teleportation, you have to have a ring. Obviously, you have to be practiced, you know, Jim, but you have to have a ring. Yeah. The um, the cloak of levitation. The cloak of levitation. The, the, the you, relics. They're called relics. Yeah. The the relics are big. In order to manipulate time, you have to have the time stone. Um, oh, and there's a staff in the movie. That yeah, it's the staff on. of the living tribunal. Staff of the living tribunal. Which just comes up in my Easter egg section. Ooh. And then the... He has those boots that has something else that I can't pronounce. Yeah. And the the book of Vashanti. Yeah. So more powerful magic has to come from artifacts. You can't come from yourself. And in the MCU, magic typically doesn't come from the individual itself. It's borrowed from somebody else. Doctor Strange actually is given magic from the Vashanti gods through, the, through his book. Yeah. Um, it's not intrinsically his magic he is yeah he has to read and borrow, study he's borrowing it from yeah. the shanties and so they set up the system um and i actually think in this movie they do a pretty good job of sticking to their system mm-hmm. uh later movies they kind of get away from their system a little you bit you mean a limited series on disney plus and and movies um in uh endgame yeah they kind or of or infinity war in in, in game or Infinity War, whichever one they have the big fight with Thanos on the, the big rock. They create uh, the space. giant portals and. Well, there's there's a lot of stuff. But yeah, it, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Okay. But they but this movie I think does a pretty decent job of sticking to its magic. Right. Doctor Strange has a limited amount of abilities. He can teleport, which follows the rules of being linked to an artifact. He can create the energy whip thing. He can create his shields. Mm-hmm. You can access the mirror dimension. Yeah, those are his main things, like yeah. the portals, the whip, and the mirror dimension. And he has the time stone around his neck. Right. Uh, yeah. So, and he can fly with a cloak, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we're, uh, so if you heard about, uh, you can go back and listen to our WandaVision episode to hear us uh, talk about, um, that's the most recent magic mm-hmm. uh, that we've seen in the MCU and how they sort of bend, break their rules and aren't super clear and concise with things, but they're movies. 
and we're here to talk about them. All right, let's uh, let's talk about some of the things that this movie did well. So let's talk about the good. Uh, I will go first. I think the graphics look amazing. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about that too. This movie looks awesome. Yeah. The the whole folding and wrapping the of, mirror dimension. of New York City is crazy. Yeah. And that it looks, looks awesome. so good. <laughs> that looks really cool. Yeah. And yeah, they do a great job with that. And uh, I can't imagine if you were watching that in like 3D or something like that, mm. what that would have been like. But it was super, it, the, that, that made it really, really fun. That was probably one of the coolest scenes that yeah. we'll talk about later. Yeah, that's certainly one of the things I wanted to mention, the good. Um, another thing that I thought was, was good about this movie was uh, Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. He's awesome. Yeah. He's just great. Everything he's in, I enjoy. Yeah. And he he totally does that like smug, um, like arrogant neurosurgeon so well. So mm-hmm. believable. Yeah, he does a great job. I think another thing that I really enjoyed was Mordo's character, who is oh, I'm gonna mispronounce his name. It's oh uh Chiwetel, I don't know how to say his na- last name. Uh, but the guy who plays Mordo, he's, he's awesome. He's a great actor. Uh, Chiwetel, I think I'm probably mispronouncing that. I apologize. Uh, but so one of the things, knowing being knowing the comics really well going into this, is that Mordo is Doctor Strange's main villain. He is the equivalent of he yeah. is the Joker. Yeah, in the, in the comics. Yeah. yeah, in the comics. And so that's really cool because they're so often that they just take a villain. They'll do them at first. They'll kill them off immediately. Mm. And then you're like, well, now I don't get to see that awesome villain anymore. And so I really liked that they made them friends and made him uh, his teacher. And so there's going to be so much more weight in the coming movies when they're on opposite sides of things. It's been a while. So I hope they they pick him back up and... Yeah, it was. It's in, been in movie number two. It's been five. I mean, it's going to be. It comes out in twenty twenty two. This movie yeah. came out in twenty sixteen. So I really hope he makes an appearance and yeah. is back in the fold. Yeah, I hope so too. It'll be six years. Yeah, so that's a long time. Uh, but they brought Darcy back. I believe they can bring him back. Very fair. Um. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I think there are a lot of like Benedict Cumberbatch. You already said. Uh, what else you got? I thought the magic was really well done. Um, I, I love fantasy and I love magic and I read a lot about stuff. And I thought the magic here was really well done. Yeah. They established rules and for the most part, they followed them. That's important. They made it clear what you could do, what you couldn't do. Yeah. And it was cool. The magic looked good it too. Looked, yeah. Like it the, looked really good. The, or the teleportation was interesting. I, Cause there's a lot of, properties where people can teleport different places but this one looked unique and i really like the way it looked with the glowing circles so yeah. yeah and the portals yeah it's cool that you could like it was they made it into like a door right which was really really fun uh i like that they kept the cast the main focus of the cast down to six characters yeah so especially when you're going into you know most people are pretty familiar or I guess Marvel fans are definitely familiar with who Doctor Strange was, but you know, casual moviegoers uh, may not be. 
And that's that's super helpful when you keep the cast contained. You know, Christine's in New York, and then mm -hmm. you've got uh, Caecilius. You've just kind of got one main bad wizard, uh, and then you've got everybody at Carmartage with the Ancient One, Wong, Mordo, and Doctor Strange. Yeah. So it's super easy to keep track of of who's doing what, where their motivations, and where the character stories are. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about some of the things we think this movie did poorly so bad i think one is the kind of third act of the movie was really really clunky yeah um and it felt like the movie switched really really hard from origin story like this is the this is this is who dr strange is this is how this happened very methodical lots of exposition and then switched to like really fast-paced action uh, go to Hong Kong. Okay, go to the extra dimension. And just start boom, 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 and it didn't feel very connected. It felt very clunky from like the second act to the third act of the movie. Yeah, at least I felt. It, I thought it felt pretty clunky. Yeah. No, I think another just yeah. There's something about this that just it's an origin story, you know, another sure. one. Yeah. And they Marvel follows their formula, and it kind of gets tiresome after a time, and. It's it's still a, a decent movie, but like you said, there are parts where it, it doesn't feel connected all the way through, and all of a sudden they get to Hong Kong and the final battle has already happened. Yeah, and you're just kind of like, Ooh, so they lost, right? And then of course, then Strange uses the Time Stone and undoes stuff. But yeah, I thought there that's interesting storytelling choices that they made. I agree. Uh, another thing I thought this movie did poorly, so the villains. Yeah, I have that as well. So Marvel has a, a villain problem already. Yeah. So the main the main villain in this movie is Dormammu. Dormammu is the big bad at the who's, end of this movie. Yeah, who's coming to destroy everything. He's the big bad. Yeah. He gets one scene. There is one scene that Dormammu is in. And Carcilius who they, we spend most of the movie with and learning about and interacting with, ends up being just a little minion. Yeah. Who's trying to help the big bad. So did you put Caecilius or Dormammu? I, put Dorm I ranked Dormammu because he's the main villain of this movie. Oh, dang. I'm going to have to go who'd change you, that. Who'd you rank? I'd rank Caecilius. Did you put Dormammu at all? No. <laughs> See, but Dormammu is the big bad. Yeah. I mean, he's the definitely – that's who the final confrontation is with. Right. And he gets one scene. He gets one scene. Funny story. Okay. Well, I guess, well, that's jumping ahead to our Easter eggs. But anyways, Dormammu is actually voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. No way. Yeah. So he, I think he does like even the, the face. Uh, well, he, there are some flashes of his face like early on, but those are like half a second flashes, you know? And so those don't really right. count, but he does get one scene. I didn't know that was Benedict Cumberbatch. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So... That oh. definitely makes things that are like, oh, is Doctor Strange, is he really? Oh, no. No, no. <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> Yeah, I think, so here's the thing. Mads Mikkelsen is a great actor. Yeah, and he's awesome in this movie. He's awesome, but, and then, like, he has that point where he's he's kind of chained up and he's crying about, like, he believes in his cause, 
And I think if they really leaned into that and leaned more into, yeah, Doctor Stephen and him being the the antithesis Just of one another, make Caecilius the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, that would have been a lot better and really invest into to his story. They just kind of have a throwaway line. It's like, Oh, he lost everything. Right. Well, like talk to me about that. Like, cause that's, if that's his driving motivation, then yeah. Make that more apparent. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the only bad I had really. I thought that the third act was really rushed and just not very well paced. And I thought that Dormammu slash Caecilius villain thing was, Pretty pretty poor, even for like Marvel's villain standards. Yeah. So I another thing that I think when I was watching this last night was that while there are some funny lines, it's not. I don't think it's as funny as Marvel movies, like we've known them to be. You know, like action comedies. Yeah. I thought a lot of the jokes kind of fell flat. Yeah, that's what I thought as well. Like the Beyonce music thing. Adele. Yeah. And like the. Like there's some funny lines that I have in my quotes, but those are pretty few and far between. And the other things that he does say, it's it's kind of like okay, I was supposed to laugh, but I didn't. Right. So what happens now? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. Easter eggs. What do you have? Do you have anything? No, I want to hear what you have. Okay. Okay. So the first patient that Strange gets suggested to him while in the car is a reference to Rhodey. Oh, and his injury. So he's like, he's has a fractured spine. It was an experimental armor. He was a colonel in the Air Force. And so that's Rhodey. And Strange is like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and another thing is, of course, Stan Lee was in the bus on yeah. for his cameo. And Rhodey, I had no clue. That... That's a good one. And so people thought the last one with the girl with the the microchip yeah. or something in her brain was going to be Captain Marvel, but it turned out yeah. not to be. Who knows if that we'll ever see that person or if it's just just a, a random a thing. Yeah. So in the library where Wong is and where they're checking out the books that are chained in, you know, not on shelves, super inconvenient way of stacking and storing books. But all of them are in hexag- hexagonal shapes. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen WandaVision, that is very important. That yeah. is very important. I did see that in um, – I did see some people on Twitter pointing that out on WandaVision. Yeah. Pretty interesting. So that's it's really cool that they were able to – I don't know if they planned that originally from the beginning back then. Uh, but that is cool to see how that – happens and so the last thing is the staff of the living tribunal which is a relic that mordo has Mm. is so the living tribunal is a cosmic eternal in the marvel uh comics and fun fact he has yellow skin and four faces Mm -hmm. and that's who that is so that is what we have for easter eggs i like that i like that addition that's good yeah All right, quotes and scenes. Here we go. Popcorn style. I'll go first this time. All right. First one, the ancient one. Arrogance and fear still keep you from learning the simplest and most significant lesson of all. 
Strange says, which is the ancient one. It's not about you. Mm. Good dose of, of humility. That's good. Um, I know we said a lot of the jokes fall flat and they do, but for me, this one, this one landed. Uh, so Dr. Strange is finally accepted as a student. You know, he's finally accepted as a student to this mystical art school. He walks in and Mordo, uh, Mordo hands him a paper that says Shambhala on yeah. it. Yeah. And Dr. Strange is like, what is this? You know, he thinks it's some like mystical, whatever. And Mordo looks at him like he's eating as the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, we're not savages. <laughs> that one's really good. Another one that lands that I remember laughing at in the theater is uh, Cassilius. He says, how long have you been at Carmartage, Mr. Doctor? Mr. Doctor. It's strange. He goes, maybe. Who am I to judge? Yeah. <laughs> that one was good. So this one's good. This is at the very end of the Mordu quote. And it reminds me of, if anyone's listening as a fan of Red Rising, it reminds me of Lornell Arcos. Ooh. And this is after Mordu decides he is breaking fellowship with the Order because he cannot, in good conscience, be a part of the Order with Doctor Strange after Doctor Strange has abandoned his... Uh, he's broken the natural yeah, law. Yeah, he's broken the laws. He's, the bill comes due. Always. Yeah. That's a good one. So I'm kind of looking forward to see if they're... I hope they really make... I hope they, he returns in the next one. Um and so we'll see. I'd love to see that line come up again. Okay. This one's from the ancient one. And she's talking to Mordo. She says, we never lose our demons, Mordo. We only learn, learn to live above them. Mm. So I thought that was that was a good one. It's just, you know, you whatever happens to you, brokenness in your life, you don't ever lose that. You just kind of, uh, you work through it. And you come out of it. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so time is obviously pretty important to this movie with the time stone and um, just messing with the laws of time and whatnot. And the, the, the ancient one who's been living for, we don't know how long, just thousands of years, presumably has been training all these sorcerers is finally dying. Uh -huh. And she tells Dr. Strange, we don't get to choose our time. Yeah. Which I think is pretty wise advice. We don't get to choose like even, like even these story, even in these stories, if someone who is living forever, quote unquote, it comes to an end. Yeah, it always comes. Even in all of these stories, it always comes to an end because we don't, we don't get to choose what our time is. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's all mine. Um, yeah. So I don't have any more quotes, uh, so you can go ahead. and I just got one more. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Ah, one of the most classic ones from the from that from the movie for mm -hmm. sure. Uh, okay. Let's go to scenes. Let's do it. So in the opening scene or in the opening kind of, so in the opening scene with Steven, not the opening scene where the books, the pages are stolen. Uh, the way they do the shots, there's all, they do have such an emphasis on his hands. And so I really thought that was clever to, to continue as he's doing surgery and that his hands are always in the focus. And uh, even when he's putting on his watch and when he's driving, his hands right. are in focus. So I thought that was, a, it was really clever storytelling device uh, that they did through that first portion. That's good. I, th I, the, 
the imprisoning of Caecilius is really good. Yeah. Because the, the cloak of limitation is mm-hmm. like fighting with Doctor Strange. And Caecilius thinks it's helping him out. Right. And he, he gets ready to like fight Doctor Strange again or get ready to strike him again. And Doctor Strange eventually like listens to the cut and realizes that it's trying to get him to look at the this this prison device thing. Yeah. Um, and eventually they put him in put him in prison because the cloak of levitation, which I think is fun. Yeah. Uh, one that we've already talked about a good bit is the mirror dimension in New York when they're yeah. running around. It looks so good. It looks so good. And then just the after that, what you already mentioned with the ancient one is strange in conversation, the astral planet is she's dying, and you see the lightning like slowly splintering across the sky. And the helicopter just kind of just hanging out there. Yeah. It was really, really good. It looks great. Um, the apple scene, when Doctor Strange first plays with the eye of Agamotto, the time stone, it, he eats an apple or there's an apple cork. I can't remember if he eats it or not. But then he reverses time and watches it yeah. like, reform. And then he plays with it and it comes, more eaten and less eaten as he plays with time. It's really cool. Yeah, it's it's super, <laughs> super cool. I really like that. Uh, so despite the issues with the third act, I really still thought that seeing the time reversal in Hong Kong mm. and seeing those things, it was really well done for that scene in and of itself. Yeah. Whether, whether that works as storytelling sure. as a whole is you know, different, but that works really well in the way that they're fighting each other and – it was really good. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I really like the astral plane scenes, both of them. The one where he's first put into the plane by the ancient one, and then the second one where he projects himself, and he's fighting other astral sorcerers while he's his physical body is in surgery. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a really really cool scene. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> so I don't know. This obviously isn't a standout scene, but when I was watching it. The where Mordo and Strange are kind of sparring. Yeah. And he's t- telling him about the, about the relics and everything. And he's saying, you know, hey, you may have to kill someone or, you know, and Strange is like, would you do that? And he's like, oh, you do. And Mordo kind of almost in a, in a moment of brokenness, he's like, you have no idea what I've done. Right. And yes, I would without hesitation. And I think there's a lot there. That is just really, really interesting to see, okay, where was he before? Who was he then? Right. And how is who he was before going to influence who he becomes? Mm. That's good. I I don't have any more scenes to list. All right. Let's do. do, No, I don't. Let's do questions. Yeah. Okay. What is the coolest magical thing they do in this movie? Oh, reversing time. Reversing time is by far the coolest thing. I, so I, this may be a little nerdier than we normally, I'm really interesting time just in general as you a, are. as a concept. Um, it's something I've read a lot about, like just from a philosophy and from a like scientific point of view. So I think time is really fascinating, interesting. And so the idea of time travel is just kind of fun to me. Oh, it's so super that fun. is the, that is the coolest, super coolest fun. power. Yeah, so if you could only choose one magical ability that they use in the movie, would you choose time, time manipulation? Probably, pro- I know, 
I think that's the coolest one. Mm-hmm. I don't think the way it's presented in this movie is the most practical power. Yeah. I think the teleportation that's what I was is the say. most practical power. Because the time manipulation, it's not time travel, you know, like proper. Like he can't pick like, um, I'm going to go visit. He's not back to the future. 1841 or whatever. Yeah. And he just goes and visits 1841. And so I don't think that's super practical but the teleportation thing is sweet like how cool would it be to be like all right i'm gonna go grab pizza in italy for lunch and then i'll be back yeah i'd be so i'm just gonna go my 30 minute lunch break i'll head out go to italy grab some pizza yeah it's pretty sweet it'd be dinner time there (laughs) all the better even better portions (laughs) yeah yeah that would be sweet i think the portals would be super super fun to have okay question three does Doctor Strange have the potential to be the most powerful character in the MCU? So there's a video of Stan Lee that was going around Twitter a while back that I thought was really good. And someone asked him, this is before he passed, obviously. Someone had asked I him. I think I know what the, you've, we've already talked about this, but yeah, go ahead. Someone asked him who would win in a fight between Wanda, who's a sorcerer, yeah, and Doctor Strange, who's also a sorcerer. And... Stanley's answer is awesome. He said, whoever the writer wants to win. Yeah. So I think Doctor Strange absolutely could be the most powerful character in the MCU. If whoever is holding the keys to the story wants him to be, I think he's got enough power already established where it's plausible. And so if someone wants him to be the most powerful and they're the ones writing the script, he absolutely can be. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Because he's not like... Like... Obviously, Stanley says that, but there are limits, right? You can't make Captain America or no or Iron Man. Like, they can't beat these guys. No, but like when once it gets to like Thor, Wanda, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange, it's whoever whoever the writer wants to be is yeah. the most powerful, and that's okay. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so I think this is, answer is pretty obvious. Who has the best performance in this movie? Definitely. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch for his performance as Dormammu. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, definitely as Dormammu. Okay. Uh, but yeah, as Stephen Trey, he's, you know, he does a great job. He's awesome. Okay. So what do you want to see in Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness? And before, uh, let's see, live IMDb, Doctor Strange. In the multiverse of madness. So right now, is there a release date? There it is <coughs> for twenty twenty two. Is all it says, I believe. Okay, so the cast as is is Benedict Cumberbatch as Stephen Strange, uh, Rachel McAdams will be uh, returning oh, as yay. Christine Palmer. She's awesome. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff. Mm. Uh, Mordo will be back, and Wong will be back, and then. Um, there's someone whose uh, name I, do, I don't know how to pronounce their first name, but Miss Gomez will be playing America Chavez. And it'll be directed by Sam Raimi, who did the mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies. Yeah. So, obviously, I like I like that Mordor's coming back. I didn't know that. That's cool. And it's um, rumored that Tom Hiddleston will be in this movie as well. As what? As Loki. Oh, because if you go to another dimension, there's there's the other Loki who's running around. Well, also, I think they're going to explain the 
him in the TVA going through different timelines. Right, right. But I'm saying like yeah. that Loki existing means that you can visit him in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, through the multiverse. Yeah. So I think that I so I really don't want Wanda to be a, a full villain. She's, I think she's going to she, be. I really like her as a character. So I would like for more to to potentially team up with somebody like Mephisto or Scython, somebody nightmare, somebody yeah. uh, one of the the like demon type characters that typically you find in these uh, magical stories. Mm-hmm. Something that forces Doctor Strange to team up with another sorcerer to take them down, a la Wanda. Wanda. <laughs> so I, because I just don't want to be a bad guy. Not a full full on bad guy. So I'd like for them to team up somehow because she's clearly going to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mordor's going to be in it, and it seems like from the end of WandaVision, there there is another powerful entity at play here. Yeah. Uh, from the post credit scene, there at least to me, that's how I read that there's a there's something out there. Yeah. Not an Agatha was serving a master. Right. Nightmare Mephisto. You know the people we literally just said. So. Uh, <laughs> Something yeah. like that. What, I mean, what are you expecting? Or so what do you want? I, I don't know if it'll be in this movie, but I think they are going to turn Wanda into a villain. Like full stop. Not like, not like a great character. Full on villain. Full on villain. And now maybe they'll set up a redemption arc for her to be a villain <coughs> and then <coughs> excuse me, have some redemption. Right. Hopefully. Uh, because those are good stories. Seeing someone you know fall and then yeah. be redeemed. And so I think... Maybe the Mordo will be like she's in the I don't know if she's in Sokovia, but she's in a cabin in the woods by herself. Uh, maybe she's in the United States somewhere. I don't know. It doesn't really say or I don't think it says. So maybe Mordo's as he's chasing down her to eliminate all the wizards mm-hmm. or to all the sorcerers. He comes across her. Maybe there's a conflict there where Mordo's also serving that other master. And that's where like you know she they get connected and then they team up i think it'll be a team up but how the multiverse will play into this right i'm is going to be really it's anybody's guess i'm thinking maybe they chase uh mordu and her with other bad guys through the multiverse like they're chasing them through all the different dimensions like they they go to the Mirrorverse, and they go to the verse, the universe of Loki, and then they go to another universe, and it's just winding through. It's like a chase. Yeah, a chase, a chase movie. But through dimensions and universes. So the one thing that I do want is I don't want a predictable formula. Sure. Because yeah. if it's the multiverse of madness, there's a multiverse, then you could do literally anything right, right. story-wise. You can bring Loki in and do whatever. Yeah, you could bring... Chris Evans back if you wanted to. You know, you could do so many different things that would make this story You could really... go to a, a universe where Thor was a bad guy. Yeah. You could do... And in the, in the What If series that yeah. we've seen, Doctor Strange, it, it's an animated show that will be coming out this year. There's a cl- clip of Doctor Strange fighting his evil self. Mm-hmm. You could do that. Like, yeah. No, you could do anything. Like, literally. Because the, the thing with the multiverse is if there are infinite number of universes, there are infinite number of possibilities, which means there is a universe where Spider-Man is evil and terrorizes the world. and Yeah. So you can literally do whatever. Absolutely free storytelling. And so some people say that, well, since they've got Sam Raimi back, you know, 
Toby Maguire will be back in. I heard that. Yeah, that would be kind of fun. That would be fun. And just to see them interact with different versions of these characters oh, that man. they that they already know, like a different version of, you know, some people that we already know, like a different version of Thor, you know, a different version of Wong, that who's yeah. the Sorcerer Supreme. Captain America, but he's kind of a jerk. Yeah. Or they meet uh, they meet Tony, but he's really into bluegrass. Yeah. And that's his thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, so different things like that or a universe where Mordo is the good guy and Strange right. leaves the yeah, something like that. Anything, as long as I'm surprised and it's not predictable, I'll probably re- be really happy with it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now that we talked about that. I'm really excited for that movie. Uh, MCU rankings. Sure. All right. So I still need to update my villain. Um, you want me to go first? Why are you update? Uh, I think I'll keep them in this. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. You, you go first okay. with the heroes. So heroes, I have one Iron Man, two Black Widow, three Captain America, four Spider-Man, five Star-Lord, six Black Panther, seven Doctor Strange, eight Rocket, Nine Falcon, ten Gamora, eleven Drax, twelve Groot, thirteen Ant Man, fourteen Hulk, fifteen Hawkeye, sixteen Wanda, seventeen Thor, eighteen Vision, nineteen War Machine, twenty Quicksilver. Okay, give me one, two, three, four seconds. Okay. So, Heroes, number one, Captain America, number two, Iron Man, number three, Black Panther, number four, Winter Soldier, number five, Black Widow, number six, Wanda, number seven, Spider-Man, number eight, Doctor Strange, number nine, Rocket, number ten, Falcon, oh, I misnumbered these, I'm in big trouble, number 11, (laughs) Ant-Man, number 12, Hawkeye, number 13, Vision, number 14, Thor, number 15, Star-Lord, number 16, Gamora, number 17, Drax, number 18, Groot, number 19, Hulk, number 20, Quicksilver, number 21, War Machine. Okay. Where'd you have Doctor Strange? I have him <clears throat> at eight. Okay. I'm at seven. Uh, so, villain, I have number one, Loki. Number two, Zemo. Number three, Aldrich Killian. Four, Obadiah. Five, Ultron. Six, Ronan. Seven, Red Skull. Eight, Alexander Pierce. Nine, Yellow Jacket. Ten, Ivan Vanko. Eleven, Abomination. Twelve, Dormammu. Thirteen, Malekith. Wow, you had him low. He was in one scene. It's like Quicksilver, but the bad guy. He's the bad guy Quicksilver of the MCU. Yeah. I guess. I And like so they said he he's like leagues more powerful than Doctor Strange. And then Doctor Strange just like beats him with a brain teaser essentially. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. Okay. Which I guess he's really smart, but yeah. Know. He's smart. He's come to bargain. Well, you're an infinite being with all power. Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, you got you got he got stuck in a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> uh it's like, come on, bro. Okay. So villains, number one, Zemo, number two, Loki, number three, Red School, number four, Obadiah, number five, Ultron, number six, Ronan, number seven, Alexander Pierce, number eight, uh Vanko. Number nine, Abomination. Number 10, Aldrich Killian. Number 11, Darren Cross. Number 12, Dormammu. Number 13, Malekith. <laughs> yeah. 
Movies have number one, Iron Man, two, Guardians of the Galaxy, three, Captain America Civil War, four, The Winter Soldier, five, The Avengers, six, Iron Man, three, seven, Captain America, the first Avenger, eight, Avengers Ultron, nine, Doctor Strange, ten, Ant-Man, eleven, Iron Man, two, twelve, Thor, thirteen, The Incredible Hulk, and fourteen, Thor, Dark World. Okay. So uh, we put it uh, pretty similar. Had it pretty similar, I think. Uh, number one, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Number two, Iron Man. Number three, Guardians of the Galaxy. Number four, Captain America: Civil War. Number five, Captain America: First Avenger. Number six, The Avengers. Number seven, Iron Man. Two. Number eight, Iron Man. Three. Number nine, Doctor Strange. Number ten, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Number eleven, Ant Man. Number twelve, Thor. Number thirteen, Incredible Hulk. Number fourteen, Thor: The Dark World. Where'd you have Doctor Strange? Uh, number nine. Oh, yeah, that's where I had it, too. All right. Final grade and reflections. Final grade and reflections. Um, overall, I like I like this movie. I like the idea of Doctor Strange, the character, more than I like this movie. Same. Um, I think magic is awesome, and I think Doctor Strange is awesome, but this movie is just kind of um, fine to good for me. Yeah. I give it a B. Yeah. Just, Nope, not a B minus, not a B plus, just a B. I gave it a B as well. And I think there is a lot of, I mean, exactly what you said. It's really cool to have this this guy that's his his fall from grace. You know, he's he seemingly, if he wanted to be Tony level scientist that way, he could have been that smart or he could have done those things. But he was a doctor and did that and he had he he lost all of his money. And he, like Tony didn't lose his fortune when he had his, I need to make a change moment, you know, but I gave it a B as well. And there's, yeah, I like the idea of it a lot more than I like this movie uh, the same way. So that's all I have to say. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for another episode of The Brad Report. We hope that you dug what you heard. We hope that you will like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, follow us on social media. And until next time, love you 3,000.